you know, it's the pinnacle of, yeah. you know, cork twisting is, is quad cork, you know, nobody else, well, like very few people have done it. And then it was kind of the, the thoughts in my head were, do I even deserve this? Mm-hmm. Like, do I even, these people that have done it are insane. Like these are legends. Am I among them? Like, am I really that person? What's up, guys? Today's guest is a professional tricker known for his insane abilities. Please welcome to the Jamcast, Mr. Tiki Wu. What's up, man? Yo, what's good? Yeah, I'm chilling. <laughs> Dude, thanks for making the time to do this. For those that don't know, you are on the opposite side of the world. Where are you currently at? So I am currently on an island in Sweden called uh, Gotland. Oh. It is uh, the biggest island in the Baltic. So, And is that where you call home? Is that where you're born and raised? Right now, well, it's it's because I uh, I lived in London for most of my life, which is hence the accent. Um, but I uh, yeah, I lived there until I was sixteen, and then my parents decided to move to because my mom is from here and she has her parents here and everything. So we decided to go because they were they were struggling with like work and stuff in London. They were just finding it very stressful, so they decided to you know take a break and come here and i just kind of came with after a bit crazy yeah. man yo and and you know what's it, what's so funny is that you you were like i'm i was lived in the uk till you're 16 and i'm doing the math i'm like that's not that many years ago you're actually relatively young uh, yeah i've been i've been i only came here like mid uh, mid 2006 or mid 2019 so i haven't been here for too long but it's like it's a huge change from like a city life to somewhere that's so desolate because uh, I mean, they have a city here, but it's nothing like, you know, London or anything like that. So it's, it was definitely a big change, but, um, I'm actually, I'm actually really enjoying the peace and quiet here. Uh, like even though I've lived in a city for so long and I do obviously miss the city quite a lot. Um, you know, living here, it's a really nice, I, I don't think I'm going to stay here permanently, but like living here for the time that I have has been really like relaxing to put ah. it simply. Like it's very there's no like car crazy amounts of cars going outside my window and stuff like that it's just like very mundane very relaxed yeah it's quite nice it's pretty crazy you almost moved there like literally like a year or a year before covid broke out so i know it it was kind of and i actually feel kind of blessed for that because i've been able to i know a lot of people have been struggling to train with like covid restrictions in their gyms and stuff and i haven't really had any of that i've always been like since i've been in this gym i've had access to it um you know just not like there has been COVID rules and stuff but i'm i know i'm really close with the owners so they just let me go there for free whenever Uh, which is like the trickiest biggest dream is like having the key to the gym right so uh, Uh i've I've definitely been blessed uh in this situation like having had with COVID and everything i'm so glad that i'm here in lots of ways I, that's what I was going to say. I know the lockdowns have been relatively strict in the UK, even with like traveling for, with friends of mine that want to come over and stuff like that. What What's it like over where you are? Uh, over here, it's it's been very, I mean, Sweden's been very, very lax about everything. So like where every, everywhere else has been wearing face masks and stuff and I haven't, we haven't had to wear like crazy, like we haven't had to wear face masks unless it's like, um, you know, situa- special situations where you're like traveling or something. Um, it's been so lax and quite nice. Cause I mean, I have visited the UK like quite a few times since COVID has broken out. And just like, I'll always forget to bring my face mask and then have to go all the way back home because you're not allowed to do anything without them. And uh, yeah, it's definitely nice to not have that kind of extra. I don't have to remember to bring something yeah. extra when I go out and stuff like that. It's, it's nice. Yeah, it's crazy here in Los Angeles, man. We just uh, they just brought the rule back where we have to wear them even inside the gym again, and it's really difficult. Because yeah, I can't imagine how uh, difficult it is to train with them. Like I don't know how much it impedes, but I've seen like people's face masks go up onto their eyes and stuff like mid combo. Like that sounds that just sounds a bit disastrous. So I'm, I'm, I definitely feel really glad that I have uh, I've been in Sweden. I haven't you know, had to, had to wear them and trick with them. So, yeah. Oh yeah. And so you, you kind of just referred to it, how you have access to the gym and it's something that I've been wanting to ask you forever from your videos, from what it yeah. looks like, 
the floor that you train on frequently in your videos does not look that big at all, in my personal opinion. Yeah, it's tiny, it's <laughs> tiny. And I actually, I, ha I have the measurements somewhere, but I've completely forgotten them. But um, to put it into like, okay, so this is, this is, I have like the whole story about how I got my floor. So it's, it's kind of, kind of crazy. But so I, I moved here in like mid 2019, like summer, and I, kind of realized quite quick or, or I've, I've known this for a while because i've been going to this island for like summer visits since oh. we have family here so I've, I've been going here since my childhood and there is no spring floor on the island for when i when i came here no spring floor on the island so going from a life of like training twice a week in london with like some really good trickers to coming here with there's like one or two people training tricking <laughs> and parkour who aren't crazy good and then there's like no uh, no spring floor on the whole island. I mean, they do have a spring floor, but it's in storage, and they only set it up like once a year. And I'm like, I can't do that. I need, I need some floors. Like, so moving here was that was like the main thing that I needed to focus. Like, how am I going to train? Right? I could take the four hour boat ride over to the mainland Sweden and train there, but that's just a lot. That's like so long. That's eight hours to go back and forth. So it was like, okay, what do I do? So for the first like couple of months I was just training on grass like yes. I have like from the and, and like air they, we have an air track so that was kind of and I was I'm not even gonna lie I was putting on so much weight because I just was training like I was getting like because I, I I had I wasn't tricking like I regularly did so I was putting on like all this weight I was just getting heavy and then I was like okay I need to uh, uh I need to sort this out so we there was this trampoline park that was opening on like the other side of the island um, and we had heard about it and we were like, oh, cool, that's cool. You know, like this is at least something, right? Um, and they opened up this trampoline park, which is unfortunately, it's like the complete opposite side of the island. So I have to make the drive, like the 45 minute drive over there, which uh, is, it's such a small island. So it's like the worst place it could be. Totally. But it's still, <laughs> still a place. Um, but this trampoline park opened and we went there and they have like an airbag and they have like professional trampolines. And I'm like, this is pretty chill. Like This is pretty nice. Like at least it's something to, to work on. And we met the owners and we spoke to the owners and they were like, yeah, you know, our kids just, we decided to open up the trampoline park because we, we know a lot of people like it and we have some kids that really enjoy flipping. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. And, and they can't, they have never heard of tricking before. So that I was my first introduction to kind of what it was and how I train it. Um, and I explained to them, like, I'm, I don't have anywhere to train. <laughs> like this is, this kind of sucks. And they were like, well, you know, we can ask around. They were like, you know, if you do end up deciding to like build one or, um, you know, if you can figure out if you if you decide to you know build one or find one that you can get for cheap or something then you can put it here oh. you know we can we can we can have the spring for our place for free and i was like that's i mean that's amazing it's just finding a spring because they're expensive right i was like if i'm gonna get one it's gonna i'm gonna try and my parents were gonna help me see if we could find like a, a second hand one or something but you know, a couple of months went by and I was training on the trampoline and the owners hit me up and they're like, we've found someone on the island who has like an old spring floor potentially. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I was trying not to get my hopes. Up, <laughs> right. I was like, okay, that's cool. Like we, should we go, like, we can go check it out. Um, and so I was thinking, I was like, okay, spring, I mean, it, it was, they didn't see spring floor. They said like a tumbling track. So I was like, okay, it could be like one of those rod tumbling tracks and I'll be like a bit sad, but I had a little bit of hope there. And we, we spent one day going to meet the guy who was, uh, who had it in his like storage system. And it was this old like sports field. Um, and there's like this massive like garage type thing. And we open it up and I'm seeing this wood with foam blocks attached to it. And I'm just like, I'm just like, oh my God, like this is it, right? And it's kind of funny because the reason why it is so small is because it is designed to be a tumbling track. The three lanes oh. that I have are designed to be one long lane, right? Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of wild that because that we made it work because we basically were like, I was seeing all of this stuff. I was like seeing, I was like, this is what I need, right? This is, they have foam blocks. The foam had been like eaten away by rats. Like these, the foam blocks at the gym, they're like so, so sketch. Um, it's kind of funny, but we basically, uh, we got it for like a super cheap price. And then there was like these extra, this extra foam layer 
or like these foam padding or like these foam sheets that they had. And I was like, do these come with them? And they were like, oh no, they were like, oh no, like this is for something completely different. I was like, can we buy these two? And they're like, oh, uh, you know, we don't even use them to so just like, you know, just throw them in for free. I was like, this is just amazing, right? So they, we have like, and then we, we spent like two days just building it up and I realized, you know, this actually works. Like yeah. this, this actually, like it's small, but it is good and it works. Um, and the, the little foam layer that I have, I don't know, like I, that has saved, like that softness, layer of softness has saved me so many times. Like just, uh, it, it softens the blow a lot, but like we got really lucky to find what we did. So e- and, uh, even I mean, that- the, the floor had been in storage for 10, 10 plus years. They weren't doing anything with it. That's crazy. Um, so it was a real, like, it was, a, it, it was like we struck gold. It was like a real sick moment that we managed to get you know, a functional floor. I think what's even crazier, man, is that this entire time, I still assumed it was a spring floor and you basically are letting us know that it's, yeah. it's just a foam, foam floor. floor. Like, uh, it it, it kind of, like, it was a big deal because I've been training on spring floor for most of my time in, in London. Yeah. So it was uh, a difference, but any floor that has a little bit of sponginess, like can take the impact is a good floor to me. So like, I mean, I've been on spring floors that have like no foam layer under the carpet and it's like really hard and you feel like the wood when you land on it. Yeah. Um, this one is soft and that's like all I could ask for, really. That is crazy, man. And so you obviously have this amazing relationship with the gym, which is I feel like is so cool to hear that story for other listeners because I feel like a lot of kids get intimidated by even taking the chance to talk to gym owners and things like that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely something that is like if you... If you know the gym owners you can oftentimes get like a lot a good if you build a good relationship with them you can oftentimes have like you know get benefits like sessioning whenever you want for free and stuff like that i mean i do like i do work for them i've done i do like lessons for them and stuff um and i do you know play my part to help uh the the place you know keep going and marketing and all that but like uh just having having the the floor there letting, letting us put the floor there is just such a generous you know thing and i'm really glad that you know i got the opportunity to even have a floor to train on but this is the i mean i have friends here that have been trying to train tricking for a really long time and they've been they haven't had a floor for like 14 years and this is the first time they've had access to a floor on the island so it was like it was a plus for everybody and uh yeah it's 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 been going strong for like i think we've we've had it since like april um, last year, so it's been like a year of Great. just, yeah, a ghetto spring floor with like the supposed it was supposed to be a tumble track, but we turned it into a floor. It makes so much more sense now that I yeah. see it. It makes yeah. so much sense. And so, how many days a week are you spending time training there at the gym, and how many days do you train elsewhere or outside? I guess I usually train like I try and get like maybe three sessions in a week if I'm like uh, lucky. I would say like. The, the the vibe I've had recently is that I I really don't enjoy training. Well, I do enjoy training alone, but I find it kind of long to train alone because the, the the problem is is that it's the furthest away it could be. Mm-hmm. The training like it's it's really far. So it's not. I mean, I know people go way further to go and train. So it's like it's not that. But the problem is is that if I go train alone, nobody's in the gym. It feels almost like it's hard to get the motivation to go and train alone. Yeah. So I have this one friend who is on the way up on the drive. And if he can't train, <laughs> then I'm not training. <laughs> so I, I basically, I'm like, okay, if you're, t- if you, I, I call him up and I'm like, if, I, if you want to go train, I'm going to go train. And then, uh, and then we'll go up together. But it usually happens, I would say, two to three times a week nowadays. Okay. And then I spend, if I'm not, if, if there's a day that he like, it doesn't work out like I'm working and he's working like on the same day and we can't match it up. Then I will do, I will stay at home and just work on my knees and ankles to make sure that they don't fail me at the next session. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I've been doing. And now sometimes in your videos, we also see, I feel like I see clips, obviously of you grass training, but I also see some clips where it looks like there's three trampolines like, like yes. kind of next to each other. Where is that at? That's my that's my house. That's where we are, we're living right now. Like my we we my my parents bought this. We sold a house in London and we bought this farm, okay. um, that we don't really 
like we don't have animals or anything but we just have like this massive space that we have um and like i was like well this is perfect for having the train because we've always even when we were living in london we we basically there's this there's this um website called free cycle where people give away stuff for free and we got like so many we would just get every time a trampoline would be offered we would just buy it or we'll not buy it just get it we would just go and pick it up and we basically just had this garden full of trampolines um and it's cool because i remember i we like we got some we, we had most of them for free from free cycle and i i looked up because i was like this is a really good trampoline and i looked it up and it was like the retail price was like ridiculous and i was like this is amazing like, i'm just <laughs> I, i've got like a really good garden trampoline for free um but we basically yeah we we uh we sold most of them but we sold most of them when we moved here but we brought the big one the big professional one that we uh we had which we also got for like very cheap off of um uh like ebay i think um but we we basically brought that one with us in this big moving truck and then we the rest of the ones we have are swedish trampolines so these like ones that we got here and this champ setup is like my life. Like that's the only reason I'm good at tricking is because I've been bouncing on these trampolines. Like I, I, I'm, I'm like a huge advocate for trampolines just because it's a way to train safely. Um, because I've, I've always, uh, I've always seen like, you know, if I'm going to train something hard, I can learn the technique and the air awareness, everything safely before I bring it to somewhere that's a little bit more dangerous. Um, just like if you were training when you're training parkour you train the really hard stuff in the gym with like yeah. blocks first and then you you know bring it outside um and that's you know i'm i think it's the best way of training tricking there is like at an early stage yeah i was gonna ask that because a lot of your earliest videos that still remain online obviously you could have deleted yeah. and put some on private but a lot of the early ones from you know 2016 are all trampoline based videos it looks like yep um, yep all all trampoline like it it, it I, I learned all of my tricks on trampoline before I brought them to floor and I kind of, the, the mindset I had towards it was like, okay, if I can, I, I, I always, I had this uh, mindset where I was like, I don't really think there's anything that I can't train on trampoline. Like there's very few tricks. There's a lot of, a lot of people put it into the like grip of, oh, I train swings on trampoline and that's it. Like I can train like falls and stuff like that, but I would train cheat kicks, touchdown raise, Gumby. I trained these all on trampoline before I brought them to floor. And that sounds really weird, but it, it, like if you, if you figure it out, it works quite well. Um, and it's, it's so much safer than just throwing yourself onto grass or onto spring floor first, cause it's, you know, it's a harder surface. So what I would do is I would just spend some time, you know, as much, all my free time, just out there grinding whatever new trick I wanted to learn. And uh, I, I tried like the first proper tricking trick I tried to learn was probably like cork and TDR because okay. uh, I thought they looked so damn cool. And I could I I remember throwing myself in like my living room floor, like the wood floor, and just like not even close to committing. Like I would just see the floor and just touch my hand quickly or something like that. I was I, I was so scared to commit. So trampling was the next best thing and. Like that's completely how I built my, like my foundation of tricking is completely built off of everything that I did. Like when I was 13, 14 on trampoline. Crazy. It's so crazy to hear about how you were scared about a single cork and now you're doing quads and stuff like that. That kind of, I, I was, I was scared about so many, like everything's scary when you don't have the, you know, everything's scary for me if I haven't done it on trampoline before. <laughs> Every trick you've ever seen me do on floor has probably been done at least five times or more on trampoline crazy but most of the time i rep out like the tricks on trampoline i rep out at least i've a hundred times before i even you know bring them to floor um you know even like and the thing is you can i even now i still use it as a tool like i i use trampoline a lot less now but even on the days that i don't go up to the gym i use it as a tool to refine my technique because nowadays it's all that matters for me now is the little changes in technique you know i can get powerful but really the biggest thing that's going to get me those massive trip like quad cork and trip trip and all that is the, the small little technique changes 
Um, and what I use trampoline for now is the refinement of those little ones. So if I go on the trampoline, I will train like getting the perfect eagle and getting the perfect block. And then I will transfer that information to my next you know, gym session. And um, it works really well. Okay. And so how did you first get introduced to tricking or learn about it? Were you already doing tricks on the trampoline before that? Or, or what was the order, I guess, of your movement journey? Yeah, like... I, I mean, I say that I've been tricking for about five years, but it's kind of give or take. Because, I, I mean, I've been moving all my life. I've been, like, doing different sports all my life. Like, I, I at a young age, I was jumping on the trampoline and throwing myself into, you know, I wouldn't ever land anything, really, but I would just throw myself into stuff. Um, and it, I would say... Like the where I really got into tricking because I had been doing like some trampoline. I was I could do a backflip and front flip on trampoline, and I could do a full, but I had no idea what it was called at the time. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I was I, I went to this class. I went to this parkour class. Um, uh-huh. That my mom my mom actually forced me to go because I was such a shy kid, and my mom was like, "I know this is something you enjoy. You can go." And I was like, "I don't want to do it, mom." I don't like and she was like you're gonna you'd like flipping just you know join in and i went there and i saw this guy do a dub fall on the trampoline i was like like that's all i want to do i was like that's all i ever want to do so i i looked up everything i could find on youtube i was a 720 backflip tutorial uh and this was when i was like 13 and i i spent so every day i was like going out on the trampoline trying to get a little bit closer to it and I finally landed it, and it kind of opened up this world in my head. I was like, okay, I can do this. What's the next hardest thing? And then I was looking at trampoline videos for like quad full and triple full. And then through quad full, through, through looking up quad full tutorials and like quad full, you know, examples, I, would, I found Nick Fry because he's also a tramp kid, right? So I, I found I found Nick Fry's old videos and he, I found this this video from 2013 called uh, Quad Squad, where it's everybody that, <laughs> yeah. that year who could do quad full on garden trampoline. And I was like, I need to get in this. I was like, this is my life goal, right? Because um, <laughs> oh. like, if he does another one of these quad squads, I want to be in it, yeah. right? And it, unfortunately, he never did another video of that, but like, I was so motivated to be part of this squad. Uh, so I just, I went outside and I was drilling, twisting like every day and I got triple full and then I finally got quad full. Um, I think it was very, it was actually just before I was 13, I got quad full on the the garden tramp and I was like, so, so excited. And then like after some time of watching Nick Fry's trampoline videos, I was like, okay, let me, you know, go onto his YouTube channel and see what his newer content looks like. Newest video was a Tri Box Gathering promo. Uh, uh, Tri Box Gathering promo 2015. And I click into it. First trick he does in that video is cut quad. And I remember thinking, like, I, I remember thinking, I was thinking, I just landed this one trampoline. Like, yeah. he can do it on the floor. That's next level. Yeah. And that really, that first video, I remember watching that, like, that first video, that was the original exposure to tricking that I had. Um, and I was just, I was like 13, but it actually took me a minute to even actually gain the courage to try it mm-hmm. because I was quite, um, I was like, I could never do that. Like he's doing this all on the floor. I could never do that. But then I would go to this parkour class, the one that I saw the guy do double full and I would just, you know, gradually try like a few standing backs on the floor. Um, and you know, kind of get used to some, like I tried to scoop and I barely you could even take the weight on my arm. Um, and it, it kind of, it kind of, it was a slow start, but then I, you know, I, I, the more I got, you know, the more I watched tricking, the more I really wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I had this like, but like I was trying corks and stuff on the trampoline and I could kind of figure that out, but stuff like kicks and stuff like transitions and TDR, TDR was the coolest thing in the world to me. And I was like, how do they do that? Like, I, I was looking at them, I was like, their body's not supposed to move like that. Um, and I, I was watching like, you know, the I was watching Michael Guthrie and stuff. And I was, before I even like really took, a, you know, wanted actually really put some effort into trying it. And I was watching the Guthrie sample one day and I saw him do touchdown raise like 50 times in one sample. And I was like, okay. I said that, that I was I was like 13, 14, 
And I was like, okay, I need to get off my ass and learn how to do this. So I was like, oh yeah, I just Googled touch bar raise tutorial and it kind of just started from there. That was like where I, I, I was, I think it was early 14s. Oh no, it was, it was, it was during, I was 13 and I was like, that was where it really, really kicked off. That one, that one me Googling TDR tutorial was where I really took like active interest in learning um, the sport. Yeah. That is crazy, man. And and so with that being said, have you had the opportunity since to meet Nick Fry and Michael Guthrie at all? I've met Michael Guthrie. Okay. Uh, I met him like uh, two years ago and that was really cool. But I haven't met Nick Fry yet and I really want to. Unfortunately, I was supposed to meet Nick Fry at the same event, but like a lot of the uh, like gatherings in America I haven't been to. I've only been to America once. Um, so... You know, yeah, yeah, I saw you there. It was at the adrenaline of it. Yeah, yeah you, you were at. But uh, all of the other ones have been, you know, I, I, I was supposed to go to like loop kicks before COVID started, um, which is a shame. But like, I, I would love to go. I would love to meet him in the future. And just, you know, I mean, he was my idol for the longest time. Nick Fry, just the god on tramp and the god on floor. He was like everything I ever wanted to be. Um, you know, shout out to him. He's just, he's sick. He's such a cool guy. Um, and I, yeah, he was, he was what started it all for me, really. Great. So I got to ask, what is the highest number of rotations you've gotten to on the trampoline? And what is the highest number of rotations on the spring floor? Uh, I've done, I've tried, or I, I could say I've done five, five and a half on trampoline okay. on like, a, not on a garden trampoline, but like on a professional one. I, I could definitely do six if I wanted to, but I'm not so like. Like I've done five, five, like quint full to quint full. Um, and I've done, like I could do six if I wanted to, but it's not really something that I'm, I'm chasing anymore. It's like, that was, that was young me. Now I'm more into like the, the interesting stuff on floor, but, um, on floor I've, I've done quad full and quad cork. That's the most I've done. I do think I could quint full one day, but it's all going to depend on how like how badly I want it in the future because it's not it's not like a, a burning desire to get it right now on the floor and on a on a foam floor blocking like or, or the, the spring that you get from punching is just not the same as a spring floor so I would definitely like if, if, if I feel like a, a stupid good floaty quad on spring floor I might just try quint one day but other than that like quads and uh, where it's out for right now Okay, 100%. And now not to put any undue pressure on you so you don't have to ask this or reveal it. There's some guys that don't want to put it in the universe so people call them out on it. But is there anything that you are specifically training for or chasing? Oh, uh, right now, actually nothing. Okay. Like right now, I have no, no like uh, over like big goals that I have in mind, which, is, which makes it really weird to session actually because I have nothing that I'm particularly working for. Like I would say I have some combos and stuff that I would like to do, but in terms of like one like big tricks, like single tricks, um, I've I I have nothing. Like really, really weird to say, but I actually don't have any big big tricks that I'm working towards right now. And that just kind of that's all all it is is because I've landed most of them in this like past six months or so. I've done everything that I've wanted to. Totally. And I could have ever imagined, really, because I mean, I, I'm thinking about how all these stupid combos that I made up when I was 14, like, oh, wouldn't it be funny to do like double B's from triple cork? And then I did it like a couple of weeks ago. Totally. Um, and just, yeah, I, it's it's a, it's a weird feeling because I'm at the power level right now where I can do all of those, you know, fun, fun things I imagined when I was a kid. But I've most of the time I've, I've reached like my crazy power goals. Crazy. Now, now. Between everything from, you know, quad court, quad full, trip, trip. Um, and I know you've even landed, you know, I know you landed two, three before you landed one, three. Was there yeah. a, a trick that was the most difficult or most challenging for you to achieve? I would say out of all of them, uh, that's actually a really interesting question because I'm, I'm inclined to say something like quad court. But then I think of stuff like triple B-twist because I struggled with B-twist for the longest time. Um, it's, it's a good question. I, I would say the one that I was happiest about to land is probably... Oh, it's actually a really hard question. Uh, 
I would say what mean what meant the most to me was probably all like the biggest the biggest grind that I've had and the most stress that I've had for like one trick yeah. is probably quad cork. Okay. Um, and I did that. I did that a lot. Like it's almost it's been a year since I did it now. Um, and leading up to when I was going to do it, I had tons of thoughts in my head like, am I actually good enough to do this? Wow. Because there's kind of this there's kind of this like I I was close to it. And, and it, had, it had been like two years since Jose Lamentez and he was the last person to do it. And I was I was kind of like, I, my triple court was feeling really good. Um, and I was thinking, I, it was kind of in the ballpark of, in my head, like, is this actually possible right, for me to do? Um, and tons of these thoughts, I never really, really realized how it kind of affects you mentally is that when you're going for those tricks that only a few people have done or, you know, nobody has done or whatever, it kind of puts this strain on you, especially being someone, you know, who doesn't see themselves as like the best or like a top tier tricker. Because I, I didn't see myself as a top tier tricker like the beginning of um, 2020. But then, you know, I'm getting up to this miles, this, the, you know, it's the pinnacle of, yeah. you know, cork twisting is, is quad cork, you know, nobody else, well, like very few people have done it. And then it was kind of the, the thoughts in my head were, do I even deserve this? Like, mm-hmm. do I even these people that have done it are insane like these are legends am i among them like am i really that person so i it was this kind of stress in my head like am i actually good enough to do this because i was thinking oh you know i'm not that powerful compared to these guys like i'm not that good um and it it was it was kind of this battle in my head because i had these true like triple corks that that felt quadrable for quite a while and then there was one session i was actually training alone and I, I, I felt so good, and I was like, I'm, I need to, I need to go through it once to see if I could even, man, like even imagine doing actually landing it. And I went for it, and I like landed my ass, but I was so happy that I'd just gone for it because I was so stressed about hurting myself and if it was even possible for me to do. And then I, I landed on my like feet for three and a half the next attempt, and I was like, this is so close, like this is so close, and I posted it. And then Zen landed it the next day, uh, like like fully rotated, like he landed it perfectly. And I was just like, no. Um, but at the same time, I was like, that saddens me. Because I, I, I wanted to be the fourth to do it just because it's nice with the number four, right? Yeah. But he just completely, like, he's, he destroyed it and he, he did a really good one. Um, and I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> but I was like, I was like super happy for him. And I, you know, I love Zen and Chose. They're, they're just grinding. They're great guys. Um, and then two days after that, I was like, I need to land it properly because if if I wait too long, then I'm going to be like 10th to land it. I'm going to be upset. So I was like, okay. Because there was like this race going on that was happening. Like Fuji was trying to do it. Yeah. And like Anatoly was gearing up to do it, I think. And I was like, oh, God, this is stressful. And, and I woke up on the day, um, the day before my birthday, the day before my 18th birthday, I woke up and I was like, today's the day. I was like, I'm doing it. And I had put this pressure on myself. I was the whole day, I was like, I was like feeling the pressure. I was like, uh, and then I called up my friend and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try it today. I'm going to try and land it today. And he was like, okay, cool. And I get up there and I just, the first thing I did was just prep and prepped. I prepped like five times and then I, 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 I landed it like a couple of times, but it wasn't really like, it was rotated enough to where it's like acceptable, but there was this whole debacle about how, if it counts or not and stuff like that. And honestly, like I count it as my first one, but I can understand if you don't like it, it was, it was under rotated and you know, I, even my newest one is, is more rotated. The one I landed like, um, like three weeks ago it was still under rotated and it's like not fully done but it's it's so hard to get these crazy single moves to fully rotate so like i fully understand if people don't count the first one i did and like i i was I, you can even see the video i was so unhappy that i could feel myself like landing like short um but it was it was a really big milestone for me mainly because it changed my mindset about almost everything I did because all of those previous, you know, thoughts of, am I good enough? Am I, you know, am I this good? Uh, Can I really do this? It all kind of, you know, it dissipated more when I actually landed that. And it made me really think about tricking in a different way because I, uh, I realized, you know, I can do these things. I just need to not 
put I need to not put the expectation that these are too hard. And I think it's, it's what I see a lot of people do is that they look at these, you know, they look at me or they look at the other top trickers and they see, you know, stuff that they would never be able to do. They always put it, they put this into their head like that's too hard for me to do. When in reality, if they, you know, if they feel like they can do it, most of the time they can. And I, I see these people who, who clearly have double full, but they, they believe that they don't have it, you know, they're not at that level yet. And I go, you know, give it a go. Like give it a instead put these preconceptions aside and just give it a go and see if you can get close. And most of the time they get really close and they kind of open it like, oh, this isn't actually as hard as everybody was saying. Like, um, and I definitely felt like this big shift where I just felt like if I feel that it's possible, I shouldn't let anything else stop me than just listening to myself and, you know, uh, believing in myself, you know, having the confidence that I can do this, even if it's a world first or, you know, even if only one other guy who's done it and he's done more stuff than me. I, if I feel like I can do it, then I can probably do it. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at now is like, if, if I'm confident in it, 99% of the time it's going to work out. Uh, That's a, it's a cool mindset to hear, man. And it's also, I feel like reassuring what you just talked about as far as the pressure that other kids can feel when they're up and coming or not feeling like they're worthy or good enough. I feel like it's really, really cool for them to hear coming out of a voice like yourself. Yeah. I, I know it's like kind of cliche for like the top guy to be like it's easy or whatever but it's 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 not about that it's more about like i think people need to stop looking at everybody else and start just putting it into their own you know if they if they think that they can do it then they can most of the time and it's 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 about believing in yourself in a way that's like no you know you people put these like labels on like the biggest tricks like this is you know god tier or whatever and it's like just if you feel like you can do it, then try it and see how how it goes. Don't don't let anybody else stop you from you know getting those big stuff, those big tricks, getting those getting that bread. Totally. And now, when we talked a few minutes ago, you mentioned that you thought maybe Quintful would be a possibility for yourself, but you didn't include Quint Cork in that. Do you think that move will ever be landed, or do you think it's that much more difficult? I do think it will be landed. I've, I've like no doubt in my mind that it will happen. Uh, in in the future, I just don't know when. Like, I don't think it's gonna happen soon. I don't know if anybody from my generation would do it. Like, um, I think it's kind of hard to say. But I, 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 the way I feel about it now is that a lot of the people doing quad cork have almost optimized the technique. I would say you can you can get further with it, and you can put, there is small optimizations that you can make to make the technique better, but. I find it difficult to see how you can make it better enough to add an extra full rotation. But, you know, I'm probably going to be proven wrong, just like everybody was with double cork and triple cork and quad cork. Like, um, and I would love to see it when it happens. Like, I, I, I will be uh, cheering on whoever, whoever takes up the, the big task of trying to get that trick. Yeah. Hell yeah. Looking forward to myself, man. And so for someone that has achieved all of these moves uh, and things like that, I feel like a question the audience will want me to ask that may be a little too general here. So just answer it in the best way possible. Uh, What do you think is the secret behind twisting properly or getting good form on your rotational axis in order to accomplish these dubs and triples and quads? For me, and I, 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 I try and like help as many people because I have a lot of people asking me the same question. Um, I have like, I think about it as like, uh, I think a lot of people put too little, they, they try and uh, put themselves in this like, uh, they try and figure out something that's wrong with their twisting, right? Um, and they try and say like, okay, the, this guy is crossing his legs, so that means I should focus on crossing my legs to get my twist better. But most of the time, stuff, small stuff like that doesn't end up making like, I would say, I've heard a lot of people be like, oh, I need to cross my legs more to twist faster. And in my opinion, that's like, not really the way to go about it. Like, uh, it, it, it's something that can, you know, it happens to naturally, like your legs start to cross the more you twist and the more speed that you get. But it's not never something intentional. It's never something like I want to do. I want to cross my legs. If anything, I want to try and not cross my legs. So I like I think a lot of people struggle to diagnose what is the problem, like what their technique is lacking. Mm. And I always try to just compare myself to the best guys. Like I, Nick Fry, I would say like, oh, 
this is what Nick Fry is doing. I'm going to try and do that too. And I was like my whole mindset when I was getting good on trampoline. And then now for like the twisting technique, I can say it's, it's all about being like as compact as possible. You want to be a straight line. You don't want to have any like limbs sticking out or like bent legs. The most ideal is to just be like, have your arms like this and just be straight with your legs as straight as possible. Um, that's like the best form for like holding the twist. But the, the most important thing is how you take off really, I would say. Um, and it all depends on like your, your setup. But what I, a lot of people I think take for granted is blocking. People don't block enough and people don't pay attention to it enough because, um, you know, I had this, I had this like realization when I was going for, for quad cork and stuff. I was like, there's a lot of things, small things that I do that actually stop me from getting the most out of my twist. And I was like, I was like, I was thinking, I need to, I want to improve my triple cork. What can I do to fix that? So I watched all, like, I watched all the quad corkers, and I was thinking, oh, you know, they're not doing these things that I'm doing. Like, is that a bad thing to do? And I start trying to stop doing that, and I realize I've just been sabotaging myself this whole time. Uh-huh. Um, and and bad technique is something that happens. Like, everyone can develop bad habits with their technique. If you do it enough, then you're going to get used to doing it that way. And you know, weeding out those small issues are really difficult. But what I actually think the most important thing is, is being able to diagnose those issues in the first place, being able to look at your technique and say, this is what is lacking. And everyone that I teach now, like everyone that, you know, asks me for advice or whatever, you know, my friends here that I help uh, teach tricking to, I, I try and put that into, I try and say to them, you know, if you look at the best guys versus your clip, see what they're doing differently and try and apply that to your twist, to, to your technique. And that's like, Comparing comparing yourself to other people is probably one of the best things that you can do. Um, you know, not not really in a competitive sense. Like, oh, you know, I want to do it as good as, or like, yeah, I want to be as good as him, or I want to be better than him, or whatever. It's more like just look at your, if if they are doing something, if they are doing something that you want to do, look at their technique versus yours, and try and make it as similar as possible. Try and make it. Try and get it to the point where you look at his and you look at yours and you say, oh, we're basically the same. We could do it. You know synchro and it wouldn't look any different um that's how i kind of focused on you know improving my twisting technique and i think it's a lot about it's a lot about block and it's a lot about spotting and it's a lot about like there's there's i see all these bad habits that people have in their tricks and i you know it's it's uh i think the the number one thing is is trying to figure out what is wrong in the first place if anybody is having problem with their twisting technique and they can't figure out why it's probably, you know, just look at the guy, look, I mean, not to be egotistical, but like look at me, look at the other top trickers and see what we are doing differently. Uh, and then just try and apply it to yourself. That's like the best advice that I can give to anybody trying to trying to improve their twisting. 100. And now we've heard about like your, obviously your, uh, your trampoline training, which you utilize a lot. And obviously we heard you get to go to the gym maybe three times a week. What are you doing like outside of the gym for cross training, conditioning and rehabilitation? Do you like do stuff for body maintenance in order to recover? I, I've been doing a lot of, uh, I've had problems with my knees and ankles over the last like year and, and a couple of months. So I mean, every tricker has ankle and knee problems at some point. Um, but <laughs> I, I've been, there's this guy on Instagram called knees over toes guy. Knees you knees probably know him. I've been like, religiously trying to figure out you know or watching his exercises and copying them as a way to actually fix my knees and i could and it's i've been like i've been doing stuff like i've been not just taking advice from him but taking advice from other people as well like my physio and stuff and seeing what you know creating my own little exercise plan that i kind of do every time that i'm not training at the gym um and my knees and ankles have never been feeling like better, honestly, since I've been since I picked up and actually started really addressing the you know core imbalances in my muscles and stuff like that. Like I've been feeling, I've been stronger than ever. I've been feeling better. Like not just being being able to fix the pain in my knees and ankles, but actually being able to increase my jump height at the same time. Because I've always been, I've never been the guy to do standing double full like for the longest time i was like strong and that was a very stark difference to like nick fry even though i looked up to nick fry so much i could never do 
the crazy standing tricks so that totally. he does. Like he's done standing double back. Like, totally. He has to jump his legs, right? I've always eaten, and I have, I, I like have the genes for jumping because my dad was a ballet dancer. Like he jumped super high, but my legs just no. Like it was this standing back foot was a struggle for me for the longest time. Um, but now I've actually I'm feeling stronger. Like from standing than ever before. I mean, I'm able to do like standing dub, 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 which I never even thought would be possible for me. Um, so it's on what, like, it's it's really a win-win. I mean, I'm sorting out a lot of the pains in my joints and I'm actually gaining height in my jump at the same time. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's been amazing. I've been I've been conditioning quite a lot. You know, I, for, for a period of time, like a couple of months, or like a month ago, I was doing it. I was on the grind every day, just sorting out my legs. I'm a little bit lazier with it now, but like a month ago, I was going ham trying to sort out like any pains and stuff I had, and it worked really well. Yeah, it's starting to become something that's very common in tricking. In fact, I had a uh, Brian Huang from California Tricking on a couple episodes ago, and he grew up as a basketball player that even won the state championship, and he could never touch a basketball rim. He's been doing yeah. knees over toes now, and he thinks that he's going to be able to dunk in like a year from now. He's like, I'm already grabbing rim. I think I'll be able to dunk. It's crazy. I mean, he's the guy, the, the work that, you know, the ATG coaching coaches are putting out, like the knees over toes guy and stuff like that. The work that they're putting out and the ex, you know, the, the information that they're putting out is gold. Like it's, it's gold for anybody. And, and what's great about it is that, you know, you can sign up for the coaching program and do that if you want to, like, uh, get people rate your form and make sure that you're doing the exercise properly and you'll get like, a reminder to do it every day and stuff like that but i i don't use that i just i follow all of his youtube stuff and all of that you know exercises that he's doing and i i feel like i can replicate form pretty okay so i just like i've been doing those and it's been working wonders for me like i i've been able i had super like bad mobility in my ankle and i've been trying to address that and i have been able to address that and like it's just been it's been doing great great stuff for me so i i really appreciate the work that he and the others over at the AT, like the athletic truth group put out it's really really good stuff hell yeah and, and it's, this isn't a promo guys so this is real actual endorsements <laughs> yeah i'm not pumped uh, I, just, I wish exactly. i was exactly uh and so yo man one of the questions that i do have for you especially as you continue to break boundaries within the sport and get to this upper echelon of you know for lack of a better term elite athletes within tricking uh, i feel like one of the things that starts to come up that people are always curious to see is these high level trickers put themselves to the test against other trickers. So I've always just wanted to ask what your take on battling is and if you enjoy it, dislike it, or if it's something that you think you'll continue to do in the future or stay away from. I have like a love-hate relationship with them as I think most people do is like, I love them. Like it's fun to do, but also I really hate the stress of them. <laughs> like like I, the first time I, I battled, the first time I battled wasn't so bad because I was in my like home gym. It was like genetics gathering. Um, and I used to train there all the time and like it was I was getting to hang out with friends it was pretty chill I went against like Johan and Alexander's and there was no chance of me winning at the time anyway I was just like I accepted defeat and I just had a good time but then it kind of it got stressful for me when I was at 2018 hooked and everybody wanted me to battle so I signed up and the cold sweat that I experienced before I went on that stage the way that I was looking at the crowd and just sweating my ass off, right? Like I, I was so scared of everything. And, uh, and and you know, they have like the randomizer on the big screen. <laughs> it's it's like going through, and I'm just like, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm like, no. Uh, and I, the first round I got paired against Alexander Anderson, I was like, oh well, I was like, this is just how it's gonna be then. And, uh, <laughs> You know, it was, I was, I remember, it was actually funny, I was walking up to, to bow, like to, to stand opposite him on the, during the bow. And as I'm walking up, my first pass had aerial semi in the, as the first move, aerial semi front swing. And I'm walking up and I'm like, do I even remember how to aerial? <laughs> that thought that went through my mind. I was like, how does my body do that thing again? Like, how? does does that even work like i was i was so stressed that these thoughts were going through my head. i was like how do i take off like what what do i do with my body so it was, that was like i remember that was an awful time because i was just stressing so much but as i've gone on it's been a little bit better like i've i've been a little less you know scared for everything um and i've, I've I, I wouldn't say i enjoy them and it kind of 
for me, it ruins gatherings a little bit because you get to, you know, you go and I can't really train how I want to train because I'm saving myself for the battles and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's a little bit here and there. It does feel amazing to, you know, win and stuff like that, but it's, I don't know, I think it stops me from enjoying tricking as much as I could at a gathering. Um, but after the battles, it was the best time. So it's like, you know, I, I, I'll, and it's, it's kind of an opportunity to miss out on if I don't do it. Yeah, yeah. So especially at the level that I am at now, like I feel like I'm, one, I'm expected to battle, and two, it's like I, you know, it, it would be great to win, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, it, I'm back and forth on it. It's, it's kind of... I like it and I hate it as well. <laughs> I, I, dude, I, can, I can't even imagine from someone that grew up doing, you know, martial arts competitions. I did a lot of solo sports growing up, track and field, you know, martial arts, where you really don't have a team to rely on or blame when things go wrong. Um, but, you know, I've always said it like, dude, as a, as a commentator and, and an analyst, I have the easiest job in the book. You guys have all the pressure, all the risk, and I just get to sit there and have a crazy view of it all, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely like you can do your best stuff in a battle just because the adrenaline is pumping so hard like you can you can pull out stuff that you definitely didn't think you could pull out beforehand which which is kind of the fun part about it um, and i really i do enjoy team battles a lot more because you know you do have a team um backing you and i enjoy battling with friends because then it's less of a a commitment like a, a thing it's more like oh we're just gonna have fun but um when there's like prizes on the line and stuff and you want to win it's it's kind of like stressful but yeah, it, it is what it is. It's always stressful with any type of competition. So it's just something you've got to try and deal with, I suppose. Totally. And so like we heard about your early introduction to tricking through finding Nick Fry on YouTube and through his videos and stuff like that. Do you still watch anyone currently for inspiration or do you just focus yeah. on yourself? I, I, watch, I would say I actually watch everyone for inspiration. Uh -huh. um, even the people who, you know, the, you can look at people who aren't particularly that good at tricking. Uh, but you can actually, you know, they will have something, one, you know, one cool, unique transition. I'm like, that is cool as hell, and I want to do that. So I feel like everybody contributes to tricking. You know, you don't have to be that great, but as long as, as long as you you're doing something new, I'm gonna watch you and be inspired by you. Um, and I would say like, all my fellow top trickers, you know, Zen, Shosei, Ethan. Uh, they all inspire me tons all the time just because because they are similar to my level. Like I would say we're all, we're all around the same level. So watching, maybe not Shosei. Shosei's a little bit above, but um, like Zen and Ethan, I can watch and be just like, oh shit, like I could probably do that. So it inspires me a lot too. If I see them do something new, I'm like, ah, oh, I want to do that. I can do that. Um, so that's definitely something that I really enjoy. Well, I, those guys I really enjoy watching. I really enjoy, like, I, 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 the, the funnest trickers to me to watch are the people who are super creative, actually. Like people like Jordan Edwards, and I really, really enjoy watching Sando. The way Sando moves yeah, yeah. Um, is just, you know, magical for me. The way he moves is like, the way I want to flow in every trick in combo I ever do. Like he's, he may not be the most powerful, the, the movements that he does and like the, sometimes the tricks that he does is it, it's the tricks that i watch that make me go like how has he done that like what uh, yeah, what yeah. how does he move his arm to do that or something like that and those are the ones that make me really excited the ones that i can watch and have no idea how to approach is like oh i want to i want to do that really badly like yeah that's that's the, that's the stuff that i really like and i, I see this stuff like in um, in breakdancing as well, like so I see some breakdancers do some stuff that I really want to do, and I'm like, I want to do that, but breakdancing is such a commitment to try and learn, so I usually stick away from those. But anything that I can slightly imagine myself doing, I get really excited. Totally. Yeah. And so obviously you just released your sampler most recently, Maneuvers, and you're constantly putting out footage online. Do you have any other samplers in the works right now, or what is your inspiration behind when you put stuff out? I post, I'm doing a bunch of, uh, I do samplers for Adrenaline Worldwide as well, like slightly smaller ones usually, but I, I do put like a lot of crazy shit in there as well. Um, I'm doing, I, I'm saving for another one on YouTube, I think. Uh, I have... I'm saving up, like I, I just did some crazy, like the stuff in my new sampler is crazy, but then I've already like one up some of it. So I'm probably gonna uh, save those clips for a future sampler, whether it be on Adrenaline or, you know, YouTube. Um, I'm definitely thinking about 
yeah, just I, I really enjoyed like I really enjoyed watching this sample go and the reception it got because I wasn't really expecting people to like it as much as they did. It was kind of a moment of like like I knew what I had done a lot of the stuff that I had done was crazy, but I I had seen these clips already, so I wasn't really hype about it. Um, as much as, you know, maybe I should have been, but like I, I had done I'd held on to some of these clips for like months. Okay. So like my I, I did two trip trips in that video. I did triple touch rise punch triple full swing triple cork and touch rise swing triple cork swing triple cork, which is I think only Chose has done. So I was like very excited about that at the time, but I, those were like back in April and May. So when I released this sampler in July, now I was like, oh damn, like it's been it's been a while since I've done these clips. So holding on to them for that long, I lost appreciation for them. So when the sample finally released and everyone was freaking out, I was like, oh, it was pretty good. It was, it was pretty good. So I, I really enjoy releasing it in that kind of format. Like I, I, I'm, I'm having so much fun with samples uh, at the moment because I've never really properly put you know time into saving clips and stuff. Um, so, and I'm not very good at editing, so I always have someone who's like offered to edit. And uh, the guy I had this time, uh, Nikolai Smed, I think that's how you say his name. Um, he's done like a bunch of edits. He did like this Magic Mike video, a Michael Gaffrey compilation, which yeah, is yeah, super awesome. big on YouTube. And he, uh, he, he, he just, you know, he hit me up and he said, you know, I'd love to edit and sound with you. And I was like, that's amazing. I save clips, and he did a really, really good job. So you know, shoot, huge shout out to him, and I'm really happy that it came out the way it did, and people enjoyed it as much as they did. Oh, so yeah, I'm definitely going to be making more in the future. Looking forward to it, man. And so obviously, as trickers, tricking ends up being something that defines us in so many aspects of our life. Uh, what does Tiki Woo do on his off time and days when he's not training and tricking? Uh, good question. Uh, I, do, I, do, I do a lot of tricks, but I also, I'm working at a restaurant right now on the island. Like, because I, uh, I'm, there's this English pub that I'm working at, and because I, I speak, I do, sp I can speak Swedish, but my Swedish isn't top notch. So it's a really, easy place for me to work where I can speak English to like my colleagues and stuff. So I work and then I have, um, I play a lot of games. Like I've, I've been playing quite a few uh, games with my friends just online. Uh, I game quite a bit and then I go on the trampoline. Those are like the three things that I do quite a bit outside of like my training days and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's like mainly it right now. I'm, I'm waiting to try and travel again. I'd really love to go back to the UK and see my homies there but it's quite expensive with like, you have to pre-work these COVID tests that cost like a whole lot to go over to the UK right now. So I'm trying to wait until that's like less of a thing. Um, and I can travel a little bit easier. And then I'm I would love to go to more gatherings because they were so sorry it's been so desolate for these past two years. Um, so I've just, yeah, I'm just waiting to travel pretty much. And just in the meantime, I'm working, training, um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Hell yeah, man. Uh, super, super cool, man. And, and as you said, can't wait for these the world to get back to a little bit of normalcy so these gatherings can resume and hopefully we can all get, get reunited again, you know? I would love that. I'd, I'd love, I really want to come out to the U.S. again and meet you guys. Like, I mean, you guys, are, like everyone in the U.S. is killing it right now. It's crazy. I'd, I'd love, I mean, I see these communities over in like Colorado, like the big ass community. I'm like, dude, they have like a gathering every session. Like, what is that? I just want to train with them. Like I, I actually, I do enjoy training. Like my one friend that comes up to me, like I, I do enjoy training. But it would be lovely to have a session with like all the big dogs. Yeah, man, we're we're very blessed. It, it's so saturated here in America. And what Mark is doing with loop kicks up in, in Northern California is amazing. He has a he's like a little nine, ten year old student named Marcus Santos. You just came. Just came. Yeah, they're going crazy, bro, like, bro. All these young kids just going crazy, like man. Like, there's like this little girl in China yes, who's yes. just doing the crazy shit. She's going crazy. She's like she has like a lovely TDR. She's doing like all this crazy stuff. I'm like man, I cannot wait to see how these guys like. You know, when they get older and I'm like older, I'm an old guy, I can't move my legs anymore and I'm watching these, these youngins go at it. I'll be, can't wait until it happens. It is crazy to think about, man. When, when I hear your story about how young you were when you discovered tricking and then, like I said, Marcus is like nine or ten. He just came to jam this week and he just landed triple full on the spring floor. Stomp it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. They're going crazy out here. <laughs> the future is bright. You're, 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 you're injured right now. Are you still training? I am like not. PT, right? Yeah, I'm in PT for my shoulder and a knee right now. But uh, 
I'm anxious to get back to a little bit of training. I'm obviously at an age right now where I realize I'm not going to chase any of the crazy stuff anymore. At this point, I just want to trick for myself and to just be creative, you know. But I think that's the best. I think that's always that's always the way that you should be tricking. I I would say, like, I'm the same now. Nowadays, I I'm I'm not concerned with really any of the I don't want to do necessarily worlds first. And I don't want to be like chase them because i know a lot of i like i'm not calling anybody out but i know people chase like the world's first tricks and stuff like that it's not something that i really want to do i just want to do the stuff that i find cool and and that's that's all it's ever been it's like i see these people who are like oh why aren't you doing cork in yet and stuff like that. It's like, i don't really i don't yeah. think it looks that cool so i don't want to do it like yeah. um so for me it's it's always just been like i'm just i think that's cool i want to do it like that's just the way i go about it and i think that's the best way to go about it uh, I, I, I really enjoy your stuff, so I'll, I'm excited to when you get yeah, back. Like, it's that, it's that creativity as well. Like, I, I watch you guys, like you and Sander and all that, and it's like the one, the people who actually just go for the interesting transitions and stuff. I'm like, damn, that's what I want to be doing. <laughs> like, I'd love to incorporate that into my combos. Oh man. I, and that's always kind of I've always been a, a person that just kind of uh, I try and just. I, if I see a tricker do something that's called like a cool transition, I will apply it to my own tricks. And I, I, I would say that I'm quite a big blend of everybody that I like. Like if you can kind of see the the influence in my tricks when I do different things. Like if I do like a big ass cheat nine, it's because I love when Ilya does his big ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like dude, Ilya's cheat nines are massive, so I want to do that too. And then when you see me do like the cheat twelve, cheat twelve, I'm like that's from Slava. That's Slava doing his. That's Slava moving through me. Um, and then you see like literally anything power wise or like triple corks, Gumby and all that. It's all from Guthrie and stuff like that. It's all these different, I take all these different things that I love from other people and I try and just, you know, to do them in my own style and uh, incorporate them into into each other. I love, I love being able to take like a 12-12 that I've been inspired from Slava to do and this whole other combo that Ethan Turner has done yeah. and just mash them together and just create like a just a crazy combo where I just mix everything together. Like that's my favorite thing to do in tricking. Hell yeah, man. And now this this is a question I'm super interested to ask you because I ask everyone before we get out of here. But for someone at your your age that has accomplished so much already and you've already explained that you're not really chasing anything anymore. Uh, I'm curious to get your answer on this. So where do you personally see yourself five years from now? And then what about 10 years from now? That's actually interesting. I think in in five years, I can just see myself doing the same. Like, I, I think I'll be doing more crazy tricks. Like, I, it depends. I, I wonder. I don't know when my I don't know when my power peak is going to be. So I don't know if it's going to be within those five years or not. But I, I all I want to see myself in five years be doing is just enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying it right now. I just want to continue enjoying it as much. I I've never. It's it's always been a big part of my life ever since I started doing it. It's always been a big escape and a big way of like expressing my my you know my thoughts through through motion, and I just hope that I still enjoy it as much as I used to. Like I, I still I want to enjoy tricking forever, and I want to I, I do want to see myself doing a little bit more variation because um, I've been a bit hard on the twisting lately and a bit hard on the swings and stuff. So I would love to see myself doing more interesting transitions like you or people like Sando. I, that that would be, you know, in my tricking, I'd love to see that happen. And then in ten years, I don't know. Like in both in both five and ten years, I would love to see myself making a bit more money off of tricking. I would say, like I'm not really actively trying to right now, but like, um, I would love to for it to be a bit, you know, bigger, or there be more more money in it in a way, just because. I see stuff like Art of Motion, which happened like recently, and I see these guys who are like getting massive followings and stuff like that, and they're getting Red Bull sponsorships and stuff. And I hope that can be a you know a part of the future of tricking and uh, um, and stuff like that. But like in ten years, I could just see myself probably quite not as not as crazy as I am now, but still still you know tricky i mean I, I have like one of my close friends from london is matteo who's yes. like totally. I, I can't remember how old he is now he's like 37 he's, or 38 i feel like he's close to 40 yeah yeah he is gonna he's my motivation for longevity wise i'm gonna keep working on my knees keep working on my ankles and i hope to be like matteo a huge shout out to him he's just 
he's been killing it for so long yeah. and just you know i mean he had he's he's been injured recently with like the acl yeah. um he, he tore his acl like back in the end of 2019 or 2018 i can't remember which one but he he's you know he's coming back more than ever now and he's he's just he's an unstoppable force and i would love to be able to be kind of like that when i'm getting older and you know keep progressing i don't know if i'll be quad corking in 10 years but you never know you never know like it's yeah i don't know if i would even want to do quad cork at that point but <laughs> like yeah i i just hope to see myself still enjoying it as much as i am today and i hope to i don't know where i'll be in the world i don't know if i'll still be in sweden or wherever but i hope to you know just enjoy it just enjoy everything yeah Hell yeah, man. Well, yo, more than anything, uh, I really appreciate your time and your perspective on the sport. But, you know, on behalf of the community, we appreciate all that you do as far as dedicating your time and your energy and your body to pushing the boundaries, man. It's uh, It does not go unnoticed. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing everything that comes out in the future. Thank you. Yeah. And like, thank you for you to bring me on here. Like, I've I've always wanted to speak to you in person or like speak to you properly anyway, because I don't we didn't get so much of a chance last time. And, uh, you know, I've always, I've always looked at you guys in America and just like you in general was like, it's really, it's really cool how you like as a stunt coordinator get to do all of this shit for like movies and stuff. I think that's really cool. And, uh, I, I really enjoy like, yeah, everything that you do with jam and everything is, I, I really enjoy the channel in general. It's really good. Dude, I, I appreciate that so much, man. And hopefully when the world gets back to normal, we'll have some events and I, I'd love to fly you out and make it happen, dude. Yeah, more than anything, I'd love to be there. I mean, I, I, I was just watching all these like American like Neo Eight happening. I'm just crying in my chair just <laughs> watching. But even even last like the the jam gathering you had looked so amazing. So I would love. I've never tripped in jam. It's like the most legendary dream ever. I have to go. Gotta go. I gotta go sometime. Oh, uh, I know. I know some people at jam. We'll make that happen. <laughs> 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 see I'm, I'm pretty in with the guys at jam yeah. you know? yeah, oh, <laughs> that'd be amazing hell yeah man and so yo before we get out of here can you just let people know where they continue to stay up to date with you and your personal journey and maybe reach out to you about private lessons or any training they want to do as well uh, my Instagram is probably the best like to contact me and I, I do post mostly on Instagram I'm, I, I like the big stuff you're going to find on my YouTube nowadays with the samplers and um uh, and yeah, my samplers and the videos there, I usually have like Instagram kills quality and everything. So I like to have there's like a good archive of my best stuff. Um, so I would say if you're looking to, you know, enjoy my tricks the most, probably YouTube. If you're looking to contact me about something, then it's my Instagram and that's at TikiWoo02. And then my YouTube is just TikiWoo. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Guys, please be sure to follow him and please be sure to hit that like button, comment, subscribe for brand new episodes each and every week. Join us every Monday for Jam Breakdowns and every Friday for brand new Jamcast interviewing influential members of the movement community like Mr. Tiki Wu himself. So with that being said, guys, I had to give one more very special shout out. Thanks for coming through, man. I really appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you so much for having me on. Hell yeah. And as always, guys, coming at you, coming through, I'm your host, Travis Wong. Thanks for joining us here on another Jamcast. Until next time, we'll see you all soon. Peace. Peace.